Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Roundtable, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing I Do Be Lived, Loved in House, episode 6, peeps. I'm sorry, I have jellied boba from my black cherry chocolate ice cream stuck in my mouth, and it's making me talk weird. It's fabulous, though. It's a good problem to have. Anyway, this episode, peeps, it opens with... Both Shi Li and Jin Yu setting on a swing, the same swing that Shi Kui was on the night that he was picked up like a stray dog or cat and lugged over by the coffee shop owner to his apartment since he didn't have a place to go. And they're both sitting there on the bench opposite one another with their backs against each other. And um, the one says, Why don't you explain what happened that night? Um, Shi Li says to Yu Jin. Or Jin Yu. And Jin Yu says, I don't have anything to explain. It's not my fault you ended up in the bed. And what they're referring to is, I'm sorry, let me finish that, since that thought, though. But as they're saying this, Jin Yu reaches over and tries to grab his normal bottle of lemon soda, but instead grabs Shi Li's favorite kind of drink that comes in a box. And so they switch drinks. And as they're switching drinks, they're both thinking in their head. Shi Li's thinking, you know, having someone beside me. And then um, Jin Yu says, doesn't feel so, feels quite nice. They're just thinking it. They're not saying it to one another. I think one of the things that I like best about this series that has recently come out and also the series called Nitaman is, although I know many people who like Be All shows do not like this for the exact same reason Anna really likes it, is because the characters appreciate one another more for their presences than for anything else. And what I mean by that is, no, we don't have any moments of extreme passion in either Nitaman the series or I Do Be Loved in House, at least so far. I mean, I'm just saying. But... What I do like about both these series is, is they're more about why people like someone's company than, you know, their looks, their passion, etc. And I think what's interesting about this series in particular is Jin Yu has been planning on being Wan Shili for a long time. That's why he bought the jewelry shop. I'm not exactly sure what the single rule plays into the picture with. Um, I'm guessing it has something to do with the promise that Shili makes um, with Jin Yu that he doesn't know about yet. He just has agreed that he will promise one thing. I think we all know what that promise is going to be, but I'm just saying. So anyway... But as the story progresses, we then flip from the park scene in this episode to Jin Yu waking up trying to turn off his phone. And then he turns over and he's like, there's someone here beside me. What's going on? And so he wakes up and he sees that Shi Li is in the bed beside him. He's going, this is kind of weird. And he just pauses and observes it for a moment, which I think is kind of funny. And then Shi Li wakes up and they both go, ah! And Shi Li runs out to um, the kitchen where his mom is making breakfast. It's at this point that Shi Li's mom starts calling um, Jin Yu Little Zhao. Again, I really just want to give a huge shout out to Sheely's mom in this series. I mean, she really does take the cake for being simply awesome. Except I do have a brief digression, but I will be having that in episode 7 of the series podcast review. But we will have a little bit of a bitter diatribe, but then move on. Okay, but moving on right now. So, little Zhao, or 
Jinyu, and Shi Li and his mom all sat down to breakfast together. And it's during breakfast together that Shi Li's mom makes the point that Shi Li could use some advice on relationships because he always asks someone to tell him that tell them that he likes them and then that person always turns them down. So he has liked several people in his life but no one has ever liked him back which you know it's kind of hard to have a relationship without reciprocation. So Shili is still single and Shili's mom is like, "You know, could you please help Shili find someone because he tries so hard but he never can seem to get someone to like him back." And so it's during this time that Shili's like, "I'm dying, mom. I really don't need you talking about this in front of my boss who I just had this weird moment because I didn't want to wake him because he was being a koala. And so can we please just change the subject?" So anyway, Eugene decides to leave early for work, leaving Shili and his mom to visit for a bit. And then we have a bit of a segue into the coffee shop manager and Shiqui, who is asking Shiqui if he's ready for his class cuz he's getting ready to do a jewelry making class. It's his first one ever as a lecturer. And anyway, he does the class during this episode and the coffee shop manager decides to come to the class to basically cheer him on. I really like the coffee shop manager. I mean, he really is a cool person. I I really don't know how their relationship is going to work out because they're is quite an age difference which you know I've met several people that have age differences in their relationships and it seems to work pretty well so you know this one could work too but anyway he comes to cheer on the young kid who is doing his first lecture and it's during this lecture that a new customer comes to the shop and he takes the class from the least experienced lecturer to show how amazing their jewelry art really is because if the least experienced lecturer can teach this class then think of what the more advanced ones can do so he then goes the possible client goes with Jinyu to HWC Roasters to close a jewelry deal which involves labradorite weathered copper and the theory that love is where it was left all along all the other people from the jewelry shop jewelry design store whatever you want to call it are at the coffee shop HWC Roasters watching the interplay of their boss with this new client Shili is pretty hacked at this point because he thinks that they shouldn't be taking a job about love is where you always left it behind if they don't believe in any relationships in their office um anyway I mean if they're all kind of monkish he really doesn't think they should be doing projects involving love and romance which I I do unfortunately see Shili's point but I also see Jinyu's point where it's like hey we get cash he's paying double what we ask him to I think we should do this and besides it's a business venture it's not a personal matter so anyway Shili gets hacked to the point that he starts having an argument after the client leaves thank goodness he was a little bit more professional and he says Jinyu I don't have time for this. I'm still working on my other project and the other people don't have time either. This is something you should do because you're the one who came up with the idea to have this client. You didn't even ask us if we were prepared to take on another client. This is just a lot of misunderstanding and it's escalating to the point that I am sick and tired of it and you're going to take the slack. Surprisingly, 
Jinyu agrees to this, and everybody at the shop, as they're watching the interplay, is shocked because they never thought Shi Li would win an argument. I think the reason is is Jinyu is is also a really cool person. He's one of those people that he goes, you know what? This person has a valid point. I am going to take on the responsibility, even if I could just look at them and say, you know, go shove your cares elsewhere. So. Anyway, Jin Yu agrees to take up the slack for this project and let Shi Li not have to worry about it or anyone else in the shop. Shi Li is kind of floored by this whole interplay that he actually won an argument because I don't think the man's probably ever won an argument before. So he's like, wow, I'm basking in my success here because I can't hardly believe it. But anyway, he then goes home for the evening, and Shi Li is back on the floor. Jin Yu is on the bed, and Jin Yu says, you know, this bed is plenty big enough. If you want to come sleep up here, you certainly can. I don't have a problem with it. And not like in a romantic way, simply saying there is space on the bed for two people. If you were uncomfortable on the floor, which you obviously were, or you wouldn't have been up on the bed. And Shi Li says, well, I wouldn't have been up on the bed if you hadn't been hugging me like a koala. And Jin Yu's like, um, excuse me? And he says, never mind. And so they go to bed with a little bit of um, disgruntlement. Then in the middle of the night... Shili wakes up again to find that Jinyu has pushed himself as close on the bed as he can get to Shili's mat, which again, Jinyu kind of reminds me of a very likable dog that really just wants to bask in Shili's company. <laughs> I don't mean it bad, but he really is like a dog. And I don't mean it bad about the actor either. I think he's a great actor, but he in this character is very dog-like. So anyway, Shili wakes up to find that Jin Yu has pushed himself as close on the bed as he can get to Shili and is having a really bad nightmare where he's totally stressed and pinched up and just curled into a ball, extremely stressed and breathing weird, like he's having a panic attack while he's asleep. So Shili takes his hand and goes, it's okay. You don't need to be frightened. Go to bed. It's just a nightmare. And he just kind of rubs um, Jin Yu's forehead. It's at this point that he stops and he goes, what am I doing? Why am I doing this for Jin Yu? This is weird. Also, there is a mild digression back at the coffee shop where when they're having that back and forth argument, Shili says, if you make me do this, this will end our relationship. And Jin Yu's like, um, what? relationship are you talking about? And at this point, you have this little talk to yourself moment with Sheely where he's going, why am I saying I'm going to end my relationship? Because we're having this argument about this client. What relationship do we have? We're roommates, we're um, boss and underling. Why am I Why am I thinking this? What is wrong with me today? And so he's just very agitated. Well, in the same way, when he's rubbing between the eyebrows of Jin Yu, trying to get him to calm down from his nightmare, he pauses for him and he goes, what am I doing? What is wrong with me? And it's at this point that Jin Yu kind of calms down, flips himself over, and Shi Li just goes back to his normal sleeping. And it's at this point you see that Jin Yu must have woke up when Shi Li was rubbing between his forehead. And he's like, oh, he rubbed between my forehead when I had a nightmare. This is nice. I, I could get used to this as a dog-humanoid um, blend. So anyway, that is where this episode closes. Again, I am really liking this series. 
Again, I want to put a huge caveat out there that this is slightly corny, has a bit of slapstick humor. It is not of the same caliber of certain other dramas that we have reviewed on this podcast, but I do like it mainly because it's about realizing that people may seem one way, but your first impression of them could be a very wrong impression. I think some of the most interesting people I have had that are now my good friends are people who my first impressions of them were not at all um, what I would call stellar, and their first impressions of me were not at all stellar either. But I didn't let that first impression make it so that I wouldn't be around them for a longer period of time. And I am so glad that most of the time when I have made a impressionable decision of a first introduction, I have not let that stand in the way of the relationships I now have, which are really quite long-lasting, given the fact that we had some really abrupt introductions on some of them. But, you know, I think this is a great series. I like it also that I could sit down and watch this with the kids without having to worry about, oh, what do I fast-forward through? Oh, what do I skip? Because honestly, oh, there's nothing that I've had to skip or fast-forward through at all, whatsoever. Nada. So this series so far is getting like an eight and a half, even though it is a little corny, even though it does have a little bit too much slapstick here. I do say I would probably give it a higher rating if we didn't have the sound effects, which Anna finds extremely disgruntling. I'm just saying both Taiwanese and Thai drama tend to have these really obnoxious side effect sounds when we have a humorous moment, which I'm like, you know, it's kind of the same feeling I get when, don't get me wrong, I think Gillian Anderson is a great actress, but when they did the BBC of Jane Austen shows and they would have Gillian come out and tell you what the story was about, I mean, if you sit down and are dedicated enough to watch a two-and-a-half-hour Jane Austen movie, which some of us are, like, total fans of, you know what the story's about, and you don't need someone there for five minutes talking about it while you're waiting for the premiere, for Pete's sake. So I have the same feeling about the sound effects in Asian drama that I had when I was watching Gillian Anderson on the BBC telling us, BBC Masterpiece Theatre, what Persuasion was about, or what Pride and Prejudice was about, because quite frankly, let's face it, most of the people that were turning in already knew what it was about, and no offense to Gillian here, because she's fabulous, but really, do we need to put that at the beginning of every single episode or reading? I'm just saying, yeah, I will retract the clause of judgment here, but seriously. So anyway, that is my review of I Do, Be Loved in House. Check it at the round table. Bye!